0: Good morning, Chodesh Tov, Rishchede Shvat, Tovshin Pe Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Tzivya Basrib Shmuel, whose yard is today. And we're continuing in Likute Alochas, Yoradea Chalik Beis, Chilchas Nedorim, Halacha Gimel, from the beginning. We also dedicate the learning today for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia. A Esther Bas and her newborn baby boy. Toiva Bas Chava and her newborn baby boy. Sora Bas Simcha Sora. Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Gitganendol Bas Sipoira. Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Isim Ben Mazal, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, David Leib Ben Shana, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail brocha, bas-shir-et-voyro. Idis, bas-merim-brayndel. Sororochel, bas-yuspehendel. Yuspehendel, bas-gitoleh. Avigilano, bas bas Dovid, ben-behia. Shendel, bas-leya. ben-rochel. Yosep ben Mazel, Yerachmiel, Yisrael, doid, ben from et Ami, ben-chai, ben-Yuhudis, gila. Besoych, shah r this halach will be based on chapter 49 in Likutim Alpia Maimar Lashemesh Sum <speaking> Oil Bohem, Besimen Memtes, Ayin <Hebrew> Sham <speaking> Kol <in> Ha kulay. Kuloy. says, study that entire chapter. V'hakla'l Bekitzer. To give a very brief summary of the highlights of that Torah. Kilafi Oyer Lahavias Halev Shal Isha Yisraeli. Based on the intense fire that burns in the heart of a Jew, the passion for Hashem, it would be impossible for any of the Midas, Chesed, Gevura, things like that, to be able to be revealed. Because the natural passion that a Jew has in their heart for Hashem, is infinite. No, it doesn't have any any boundaries to it. However, that's not really what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to constrict that passion, in order that there should remain a vacant space in the heart, in which the Midas can be developed and manifested. As it says in, in Tehillim, Dovra said, I had a vacuum in my heart, a vacant space. And by a person constricting and containing that passion, we're not talking about shutting down the passion, but we're talking about constricting it. Putting it within certain boundaries that enables the person to reveal the midois Now, what do we mean by revealing the midois? Hainu <laughs> bahadrogo What we're referring to specifically is being able to serve Hashem in an organized organized measured manner. Meaning <coughs> In the morning, davening shachris; In the afternoon, mincha. In the evening, mayrif. Uh, knowing, sleeping at night. Getting up during the day. You know, having, having a, a, a normal, healthy type of life. Spiritually and physically. And by a person performing these actions... Putting on a talis and fill in in the morning, and and davening mariv in the evening, and by doing all of these actions, and and showing the and and following the midays, emulating Hashem's midas, through this, a person shows that they have accepted upon themselves Hashem's authority, the oil malchus shemayim. And Rabbeinu Saul explains this that the chapter forty nine is a very clear, elaborate chapter where Rabbein explains this. <clears throat> and now Rabbein will go into it more a little bit based on what what Hazal writes there. And this is similar to when Hashem created the worlds. Because before creation, all that existed was the infinite light of Hashem. Unformatted, Just infinite light. However, Hashem wanted to be able to reveal His kingdom, His authority. And in order to reveal authority, there has to be who to show authority over. (coughs) The Sifrei Kabbalah explained that Hashem constricted the light from the center out to the sides, to all four sides, And there remained a vacant space in the middle. And inside of that vacant space is where Hashem created all the different worlds. And the worlds are also a display of the Midois of Hashem. It's within these worlds that Hashem has the ability to show Chesed, Gevura, Malchus, all his Midois and this is what enabled Hashem's kingdom to be revealed. Sheze sabria. and many svarim tell us that that's the main purpose of creation. Hashem's main intention in creation is to reveal His malchus. hanal, and this corresponds exactly to what goes on inside of a person that we mentioned, we started with. This same process that Hashem followed in the beginning of creation applies to inside of every person. Before a person is privileged to actually serve Hashem, azai betchila, at first, when a person becomes aware of Hashem, and then they're, they're just flying, they're, they're yearning to, to, to want to reach Hashem, to want to connect to Hashem. They have this passion, this burning passion inside of them. However, this passion is infinite. It has no boundaries. It has no way to express itself in a sense. (laughs) Because the yearning that a soul, a Jewish soul has for Hashem is infinite because a soul is part of Hashem and Hashem is infinite. And even though... The person's heart is turned on. The person has this passion inside of them for Hashem. That's not really the ultimate goal. Because with all of this big passion, the person doesn't know what to do with it, where to channel it, in order to be able to accomplish positive things that Hashem wants us to accomplish in this world, the person can't display any kindness or perform any avoid, Put on filler because he's he's just in, enthralled with Hashem and he doesn't know what to do with it. Therefore, a person must constrict that passion, and create a vacant area in the heart, velibi As David Arama says in Tehillim, is meaning to vacate an area inside of that passion that's burning in the person's heart. How? By pushing the the, the light to the sides, a person must constrict and limit and format that passion in the heart. And that creates a vacant area in the heart. And inside of that vacant space in the heart, which is like the cholaponui, inside of there can be revealed a person's actions and midos. Things start taking shape and form. Because through that symptom, that constriction. That will enable the person to be able to serve Hashem in a healthy, organized, methodical way. And that's what shows that the person is really accepting Hashem's authority over them. Because Hashem's authority is expressed in the Torah. There's a passage, Through me, kings will rule. The Malchus of Hashem... The malchus of Hashem is the will of Hashem. There's a, a, the Gemara says, The will is the honor and respect. The way that we show honor and respect for somebody is by doing what they want. And Hashem has expressed what He wants in the Torah. He's given us a clear direction. We have the Shulchan Aruch. Which starts off from how a person starts the day to finishing the day, and all aspects of life. That defines the will of Hashem, which is Hashem's Kovoid, which is Hashem's Malchus. Baruch Shem Kivoid Malchusay Loyam. Kovoid is Malchus. Bechinas is This is what's referred to as revealing the kingdom of Hashem. When we understand what Hashem wants and we fulfill the will of Hashem, that's called revealing the kingdom of Hashem, Shehu tachlis Habriya, which is the ultimate purpose of the entire creation. Va'ayin Shom B'maimar Anal, study that chapter, chapter 49 in Likudimran well, Va'hovein Heitev Heitev. And Rav says, understand this very, very well, this concept of how creation began and the concept of how we start to create inside of ourselves, how a person starts accomplishing things. Just because a person's excited, person's excited and excited and excited, that excitement could result in nothing unless a person can channel that excitement in a proper way. V'chovein heitev heitev. Understand this very very well. him Amukim Mo'oid because this is very very deep. How Hashem sho how showed us in that chapter in the Qutimran the correlation between the creation of the world and creation taking place inside of a person. This is so deep. Who can discover? Who can understand this? Vezeh Bechinas Tshuva. And over there on Likud Imran, Rabbein goes on to say that this is what Chuva is all about also. Ayin Sham. Look over there on Likud Emran where Rabbein elaborates on this. Any questions? Practically, how do we constrict, um, like how do we get that open space to improve on Midot? And how do we know which mido we need to improve on? Stay tuned. We're about to begin. Rab Nostazal is all about this is the introduction. He's gonna explain this now. So what I'm saying cl- clear is that just like in the Makam of Panoi, the Rabonisham created the ulamas, and that's beneath the, the that, means that was underneath the Ratzon of Hashem, so too all our Midois have to also be beneath the of Hashem in that Makam Panoi. The term beneath, that's fulfilling the will of Hashem. Just like in order for Hashem to have his will fulfilled. He had to go through this process, Kav Hashem had to make a constriction. Originally, there was wall-to-wall light, which is a, a beautiful thing. But it's not what Hashem really wants. What Hashem really wants <coughs> is that His will should be fulfilled. Where is His will defined? In the Torah. In order to make that happen, Hashem had to go through a sinsum. This some vacant space, inside of air can create worlds. And through this, ha- this ultimate pr- will of Hashem could be fulfilled. So too inside of a person. We are a microcosm of Hashem. Hashem is called Odom So in order for us to fulfill the will, the will of Hashem, we have to go through this same process. Now, a person will say, what are you talking about, passion? I, I have passion for ice cream. I don't have passion for Hashem. The answer is, yes, you do. It's just in some people it's asleep or it's covered over with blankets. A person has blanketed it with their sins so they don't see it, they don't feel it. But the neshama inside of a person, the soul inside of a person is a ball of fire, nuclear fire. It's raging, raging in its yearning for Hashem. Now Rav Nossosal begins his explanation and he'll show us how this applies to us. And this is tied into the concept of people making vows. Because the truth is this mitzvah of vows is an incredible thing. That Hashem says that this coffee is permissible and you say it's not permissible, and you have the ability to declare it forbidden according to the Torah. Once the Torah has declared this item permissible, how is it possible for the person to change that status and make it forbidden to themselves? And this is why this concept of vows is referred to in the Torah as the wonders, wonders of wisdom. ish kiyafli That's the term used in the Torah. Pele. This is something very unusual, very extraordinary, very different from the norm. The kamuva, and as Rabbeinazal elaborates on this in chapter fifty seven on the Kutiman. Al However, this is related to what we spoke about before. Every single Jew has a part of Hashem inside of themselves. Who believe, and the main center of the divine presence of Hashem inside of a person is in their heart, a Jewish heart. <coughs> The Pasuk, U Mahmas Oir, Hoelukus and because of this divine presence inside the heart of Hashem, inside the heart of a person, Bekina's Tsur Levavi. The Pasuk says Tsur, Tsur is Hashem, my rock, Levavi, my heart. Al Kane, Mishtoikek, Tomil, Hashemisporak, Aden Soy Therefore, a Jewish heart naturally yearns to Hashem. Infinitely. It has an infinite yearning for Hashem. <clears throat> and because of this, because of this yearning to Hashem, this fire, that's this passion inside of a Jewish heart, is infinite. Because this yearning is something that has no boundaries to it, as a result of this passion, this infinite passion, the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs of the Torah aren't enough for the person. He he's infinite. He wants infinity. Because this passion inside of the person's heart is yearning to be deeply attached and connected to Hashem all 24-7 permanently. And not to turn away to any other things that are in the world not even to do anything that's permissible, not to sleep, not to eat, not, but rather to be constantly, deeply connected to Hashem 24 /7.. However, the truth is, that's impossible. Why? Because if a person were doing that, they would disappear. They would become null and void, totally null and void to Hashem. And the person's physical existence would cease to exist. And the world would be destroyed because the world was created for the sake of man. There's no man, Hashem doesn't need the world. Hashem wants the world to exist. The, the Posek says, Hashem created the world, not that it should be nothing, he created the world to be inhabited with human beings. Therefore, we must constrict and limit. And format and shape this passion. And to serve Hashem in an organized, limited manner. And that's what the entire Torah is really all about. And the Torah warns us not to deviate from the Torah. Not to the right and not to the left. Because even to the right, it's forbidden for a person to deviate from the path, the proper path of the holy Torah. What do we mean by to the right? To add on, to expand on the mitzvahs of the Torah. That's called deviating to the right. That's called going to the right. It's forbidden for us to do that. K'may as it says clearly in sifu Devoren, don't add to the Torah, and don't subtract from the Torah. Because based on this burning passion in the heart of a Jew, it would sort of come naturally to want to do more and more. It's not enough. When a person is passionate about something, it's like they never have enough of it. I, I can't have enough of this. His hero is beloved about However, the Torah has warned us regarding this by making this one of the 365 negative prohibitions. you're not allowed to add to the Torah. oisifin because when a person adds to the Torah, afiluim kavanosei even if his intentions are pure, he's doing this for Hashem. Afal pikein hu noitem adera hayosher, he's going off the proper path, and he's damaging that holy constriction. And that's what's keeping all the worlds alive, this proper amount, not too much, not too little. And then that person's going into infinite, which is too much light, which causes shattering of the vessels, it causes destruction of the world. We see this in everything. Yesterday, last, yesterday evening, I was at a barbecue, and they were preparing the coals to be able to heat the meat and everything. And the coals were sort of on a low flame, and the person in charge was a professional, and he saw, said to his son, watch what I'm going to do now. And he approached the coals, and he went over and blew on them. He blew on them. There was a very, and blowing on these. Coals, usually, you blow on a fire, it puts the fire out. The blowing on these coals, which had little flame in them, awakened the flame in them. It made the flame go stronger to keep burning the coals, getting them wider and wider. So the son went to the other side of the fire, and he's going to do it. He's going to blow, <clears throat> and the father says, "Don't do that." Because if I'm blowing from here and you're blowing from there, there's dust from the coal coal's gonna blow out, hit can hit us in the face. See, a says, "Wow, you blow, we'll blow double it, make it better." Won't make it better. You can you can set yourself afire and destroy yourself completely. And we have this in everything, in everything, in all facets of life. Baruch niase There's a concept of too little, of too little, too much, and just right, the right amount. We know in the case of Shloymei HaMelech, whom the Torah defines as mikol adama, the smartest person, <clears throat> the Torah says that even a king, a king is allowed to have up to 18 wives. And Shloymei HaMelech took a thousand wives, not because he he needed to have a thousand cooks or a thousand people making the beds, because he wanted to increase, he wanted to to reveal the malchus of Hashem in the highest way possible by taking a wife from each one of the different kings and he felt he would succeed in, in having them take on the oil malchus shamayim. By this he would succeed in crowning Hashem greater than ever before. And the Torah says it was a mistake. Hashem said, lo yarbe. <coughs> Can't add one iota, can't add one dot to what the Torah says. <coughs> no matter how smart you are, <coughs> no matter how pure your intentions are. Well, we do see some exceptions, right? Like, for example, Eliyahu Navi, when he wanted to show everybody, you know, when he, when he brought all the false prophets and he didn't brought Korbanot outside of the Beit Mikdash, right? That, we see Tzadikim are able to make exceptions sometimes. In to, to in, what, in, what, in what way is that an exception Talaha? Wasn't it a sword to make a korbanot outside of the... At at that time, it was permissible, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. But again, they are the ones, the mitzvah in the Torah, of not deviating to the right or the left, (coughs) says, listen to the rabbis. It says there, listen to the rabbis, and don't deviate to the right or to the left of what they'll tell you. (coughs) Because they're the ones who are qualified to define what's right, what's left, and what's center. It's not something that we can define for ourselves. Where does the rule of khumra come here? Khumra is also stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We're talking about nether. we're talking about airing to the Torah. It's a mitzv- what's going on here? Make up your mind. Is it a good thing, a bad thing? Listen carefully. Vegam. Iker Hayetzahora, V'chol Hattayvois, V'chol Achatoim, Chas Boim Mizeh. You should know that the, the, the main power of the Yetzahora, of the evil inclination, and all types of sinful desires and sins, all come from this type of mistake. Ki because it's known, Shekol Haklipois, Shehem Hatayvois, V'chatoim, Kulam mishviras ali The Sifrei Kabbalah make it perfectly clear. How did Tuma come into the world? How did evil come into the world? How did Klepois come into the world? It came in from a Shviras, <coughs> a shattering of the vessels. What caused the vessels to shatter? Too much light. Vzebchenas Yalushamayim Yerdu Sahaimais. And this is what Dothar refers to in Tehillim when he talks about what a person goes through in life in this world. One minute I'm being lifted up to heaven, <coughs> and the next minute <coughs> I'm being dropped down to the deepest depths. <speaking in Hebrew> there are times that a person becomes too passionate about Hashem or about something. <speaking in Hebrew> That's that's this concept of going up to heaven. What are you going up to heaven for? You're supposed to be down here on earth. Who gave you permission to go up to heaven? It's not your time to die yet. Stay here. And if the person doesn't constrict and limit the light in terms of what that person is capable of handling at the time. That person will go down to the lowest, lowest places. And I mentioned a while ago, I saw I've seen this many times. I saw it not that long ago. I saw a young boy, 13, 14 years old, on fire and davening from a sitter of the Rashash, Kabbalah, and 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 then a short while afterwards, not ten years, fifteen years, a couple of months or a couple of years later dropping everything, not keeping Shabbos, not keeping anything, and, and not sure about anything in life. All the, the problems that are going on today in society, all of those problems affected that person, R.A. <laughs> and in the end, ended his life, R.A. <laughs> at a very, very young age. <laughs> because if a person goes too high... Or too fast, they end up falling, major fall. This is the famous quote in Svorim. Too much light causes shattering of the vessels. In the olden days, they had these lamps, you know, where you could turn the knob and that would increase the wick, lift up the wick, so the fire would become brighter, brighter, and it was in a glass. And wow, this is great. More light, more light, more light, more light. The glass shatters, no light, darkness. And therefore, in majority of cases, people that fall into sins, it's because they first try to do too many mitzvahs, or too many details, chumrus of mitzvahs, which were coming from the Sahara, not from the Yitzher Tov. The Sahara sometimes says, you want to be religious? I'm with you. Come on, let's do it. More, more, stricter. No, you can't do that either. Can't do that either. Can't do. And the Sahara seduces the person to do the Horis mitzvahs, his program, and the Yetzihorah dresses up his evil intentions in mitzvahs. You want to do mitzvahs? It's a great idea. Of course, everybody should do mitzvahs. You mitzvah, I mitzvah, you're Let's beat tzaddikim together. And he'll give the person his mitzvahs. And then afterwards, it brings the person to, to sins. Ki ribui ha chumra is vadikdukim because too much khumra, too much strict strictness, too much being particular. Zebhinas Ribuyer is an example of too much light, Shagas Kalen, which causes a shattering of vessels, Hashim. Shemishom Nimshochim Kol Haavois Hashon. And shattering of the vessels is what created the Klipois and tavis Royce and Midois all the problems. This is what the mission. This is what it says in Koheles, Al the Don't be too re- too good. Don't be too tzaddik and don't be too Russia. because these two are dependent on each other. The person has to be careful not to be too righteous because that could, if it's too, it could lead to too sinful. al through that. The calling the what's the mitzvah's shalai? What's his mitzvah? Stay tuned. Paragraph base. Let's take a look at the first example of this. The sin of How What was this sin of the Eitz Hadas all about? It was about a Reboi Oyer. How did the snake begin his presentation to Chava? He said... Also, Hashem said not to eat from any of the trees here, right? Wrong, buddy. He never said that. He did not say that. Who said he said that? That's what you're saying. The snake wanted to confuse her and mess her up through his mitzvahs by turning up the fire. Hashem said, you're allowed to eat from every single tree in the garden except one. And the snake says, Hashem said, you're not allowed to eat from all the snakes, right, all the trees, right? And he asked her, He asked Chava, he asked, is this what Hashem said, that we're not allowed to eat from all the trees? Just like Esav asked Yitzchak Avinu, how do you salt? How do you take miser from salt? It wasn't good enough for him to take miser from fruit. and that. He wants to know how you miser salt. He wants to be extra-religious. <laughs> Rav Nossam is explaining now, what was the psychology of the snake? The snake was saying... Ha- Hashem is spiritual, Hashem is ruchnius and, and if you want to have any association with Hashem, of course you can't eat anything, there's no such thing as eating because that's, that, that's definitely the right thing for you not to eat at all based on how great Hashem is, and there are people that choose to go this way. I'm going to fast I'm going to fast and fast and fast. I'm going to be an ascetic. How is it conceivable to eat anything? And because they engaged the snake in conversation, because they allowed him to say his piece. And he put them into, he injected doubt into their mind. That there's a svara, there's a logic to say that a Jew shouldn't eat at all. Eating is, eating is the opposite of the neshama. The neshama is spiritual. If I'm eating, it's like putting cement shoes on the shama. How can you daven if you eat? How can you learn Torah if you're eating? It's, it's, the, it's the, the antithesis. And even though the snake wasn't successful in, in fulfilling his entire, what he wanted to do, his whole plan, He had a little bit of success, where Chava ended up making a mistake. Vi she got confused and she said, "Mikol ochol Hashem said, "We're allowed to eat from all the trees,. Whereas the eightte sadas, Hashem said, "We shouldn't eat from it and we're not allowed to touch it." That's not true. Hashem never said "You're not allowed to touch it." Vo they added to the command of Hashem. Hashem never said that. <clears throat> the moment she added something to what Hashem's instruction was, immediately the plan of the of the snake, the Samachnem, the Satan, succeeded. Because immediately upon airing to Hashem's instruction, and hamida, she went out of bounds. Ubo she entered into this problem of too much light. Shegoirim which destroys, the, extinguishes the candle. So it says the snake pushed her into the tree. And he said, look, nothing happened. You said that Hashem said that as soon as you eat from this tree or touch the tree, you're going to die. Look, you didn't die. And this resulted in Adam and Chava going to where they went. And all of this came about as a result of the snake starting off with adding to what Hashem said, and Chava eventually adding to what Hashem said. <coughs> and the Sifrei Kabbalah explain that on a spiritual level, this is really what the sin was all about. The Zohar Kodesh and the Arizal explain that Odomarishan attempted to look above his level. That was the sin, and that's what caused all of the mistakes, all of the errors. This is of Adam. why was Adam looking the Madrigal? The Sifrei Kabbalah explain this. That what, what what you know? We're not talking about physical eating apples and pears and. and, and, and this is all in, in Ruchni's terminology, the Kodesh shows how by Odamorishon, with all the great as great as he was, he was supposed to stay within certain boundaries and he didn't. He tried to look and try to understand things that he couldn't at the time. And this is why we find that as soon as Hashem is presenting the Torah to the Jewish people, Hashem warns Moshe Rabbeinu several times Raid, go down and talk to the people and warn them. He so said, if they dare try to go up the mountain, many of them are going to die. What does that mean? They're going to try to run up the mountain. They're gonna to want to get close to Hashem. They're gonna to want to jump up to Hashem. That's this concept where the the, the passion is too much. It's uncontrolled. Shehibchinas harisa. That's called harisa. That's called breaking the boundaries. Because Hashem knew that as a result of the incredible revelation of Hashem's light that was going to be revealed then, The people are going to become inflamed and they're going to want to run up to Hashem and connect to Hashem Infinitely. And this could result in explosion. This could result in destruction. Alcain, his hero, warned them very, very strictly about this. As Rabbi Nazar writes about this in chapter 72 in the Qutimran. When a person starts becoming religious or starts becoming more religious, when they're making a new beginning in their connection to Hashem, there's a big Yetzirah. The Yetzirah tries to convince the person to run, to rush, to jump up to Hashem. This was the warning that Hashem gave. Don't you dare run up the mountain. Because you're going to cross the line and you're going to get destroyed. Ayn Shon. Take a look over there in chapter seventy-two in the Kedem Aran. Therefore, even though Hashem had warned them about this, and Hashem warned Moshe Rabbeinu, put a fence around the mountain, (coughs) and they didn't go past that. Afal came because of the fact that Maten Torah, the light of Hashem was revealed in such a big way this ended up unfortunately, resulting in some of the tragedies that took place afterwards. The Nishalu, and the Jews stumbled, as a result of the leader, the false leaders, the heir of Rav, hoegel, in getting involved in the golden cave, Kama Shapirish Rashi al posuk veish loyale as Rashi Kodesh points out on the Posik in Kisis, I believe, that no person should go up the mountain with you, Moshe Rabbeinu, only you. The Rashi says there, harish shaynois shahayu Sholto behen in The first luchais, when Hashem gave the first tablets on Har Sinai, because it was done with great fanfare, explosions and noise and publicity, the ayin hara affected it, the evil eye of the Eight Ein yofa And Rashi says there's nothing better than low profile, doing things in a quiet way usually. No big publicity. Kanal. This this goes back to what we said before. berash godol The first luchas. because it was given with major noise, thunder, lightning, explosions, and such a huge revelation. Al it couldn't last. Because it was in the category of Rebo Yor. And unfortunately, this ended up resulting, this is Yale shamayim Yale Shamayim ends up with Yerdu Sehoi This ended up in a major fall, and those Luchais were shattered. al Nitnu And therefore, the second set of Luchos were given quietly. No thunder and lightning. This was a much greater constriction. Because we must be careful when we're dealing with light and fire. We have to be careful to, to limit it, to know how to limit it. Now a person would say, but one second, who made the thunder in law Hashem? Hashem did it. It's true. Could be one of the reasons Hashem did it was to teach us this lesson. The Gemara says that a person doesn't really succeed in Torah unless they stumble in Torah. A person has to fall, a person has to make mistakes sometimes in order to get it right, in order to be able to, to really know what the truth is. The value of light can only be appreciated from darkness. you have darkness, you know what light is. We'll just finish the paragraph, and we'll take questions. And this will explain the whole construction of the Mishkan, which is the mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people after the sin of the golden calf. Because, as we just explained, the sin of the eagle was the result of too much light. Therefore, we had to follow that by making the Mishkan and all the different things inside of the Mishkan, which is a combination of many different colors. There's a menorah, there's a mizbeach, there's an inner mizbeach, and there's an outer mizbeach. And there's a parochist. There's boundaries. Women can only go up to here. Regular Jews only up to here. The kohanim can go up to here. The kohingotl can go up to here. The mishkan is all tzimtzumim, a variety of diverse tzimtzumim. This is copper, this is gold, this is silver. Each thing has to be diff- in, in, its, in its specific, exact way. All of this is tzimtzumim, let'sam tzeim ham'shocha sizgal ha'salikusoy, to constrict and format and shape the revelation of the divine presence of Hashem. Ki kol kli u kli, v'chol davur shomaysa mishkan u'bigdei kahuna, hakol hoyu b'chinas tzimtzumim kedoshem, because every single step of the Mishkan, the, the walls of the Mishkan, the boards, and the silver pieces, and the gold, the copper pieces, and the exact ba- measurements, 10 of these and 20 of these, and this had to be exactly this high. What's the big deal if I make it a little higher or a little smaller? No, no, it has to be exactly like this. All the details of the Misa Mishkan and the specific, precise garments that the regular koin had to wear and the additional garments that the koin gotel had to wear. All of this is examples of holy tzimtzumim in which to be able to receive the light of Hashem in a formatted healthy way. Shezeru iker hatikon kanal. That's the real tikkun. V'alkein, b'choles she al meleches al Shabbos. And this is why you find, interestingly, throughout the Torah, wherever it speaks about building the Mishkan, it always includes a mention about observing Shabbos. Kamay shekosuv? Es shabsoy say tishmoiru u'mikdoshi tiro. Respect my Shabbos and respect my holy sanctuary, the Beis Hamikdash. Ki Shabbos hibechinas hizgalus oiraiso da'atikostimor. Because Shabbos is a time when there is revealed a very, very high level light, the Torah of the highest level, <speaking in Hebrew> which is revealed through the tsimtsumim, through a Shezebechinas Maiseha Mishkan, which is what the building of the Mishkan was all about. <coughs> we know the Gemara says, that a person who prepares on Erev Shabbos will have what to eat on Shabbos. If a person makes the proper preparations during the six days of the week, that'll define their Shabbos. Because the six days of the week are all about this simsum, tzimtzum, tzimtzum to prepare us to be able to receive that incredible high-level light that's going to come down on Shabbos in a healthy way. A question in the chat about Tikkun Hakavin which is the, the tzimtzum, that that's the main tikkun of, of left and right to achieve a middle path, it would seem yes. It would seem correct. Today is Rosh Chodesh. In Shemonesre today, we said, And then we said, We mentioned Rotsayin. Rotsayin is desire. Desire is this yearning Tashem, this infinite... Rosh like Shabbos, to a degree, is one of the times of this incredible when this very, very high-level light comes down. And that's why we have certain additional mitzvahs on Rosh People get dressed extra special. The children wear white shirts. The children that go to Cheder, special white shirts. The girls' white-covered the Rosh There's a special union of a Sudas Rosh Here again, what? We should be fasting. If it's spirituality, we should be fasting. Rav Nossohn is going to show us that's not always the solution. There's a time for fasting, and there's a time, and holy eating can accomplish sometimes even more than fasting. There's a in of Sudas Rishchidesh. On Rishchidesh, we have extra tefillis, we have halel, we have Yalavi, veyavoi, we have musaf. we read the, all of these are tzimtzumim in order to be, be able to receive this Extra extra high level light that comes down today. We should be able to receive this light It should it should affect all the Yeshua's and Refua's that all of Khla Israel needs, especially the Gula Shleima Bemhera Biame, Amen Amen.